everybody. It is October 25th, and welcome to another edition of the Ticket to Rider podcast. I'm Rich Hello, Pullen. Everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, uh, everyone. Stacy, we're, 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 we're remote today. Stacy's remote today because you're traveling to Las Vegas tomorrow. I am going to Las Vegas. No betting on the PGA Tour. Uh, maybe I should put in some chits. Uh, put in $1 to win 50 cents. Maybe I should do that for the next up, up uh, tournament. You should bet on Adam Shank. That's who you should bet on. Adam Shank, I love it. You should, be, you should bet on Cameron Tringali to, to not win but finish in the top five. That's amazing. Someone said Tr- Cameron Tringali is one of the one of the players that's most talked about that hasn't won. Biggest player that one of the biggest players that hasn't won a tournament. That was kind of, that was quite puzzling to me. I mean, he's a good golfer. He went to he's a Georgia Tech guy, right? Tringali. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, someone said that he's like they said. Well, every time we talk about a guy who hasn't won a tournament on, on tour, we always come up with uh, Cameron Tringali. Well, uh, he's, I don't know about that. But. He's he's Jason Kokrak for 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 two thousand twenty one. Now that yeah. Jason, now that Jason Kokrak has won a couple We're times, fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I was thinking about maybe we talk about uh, guys who never won a major. That's one of uh, that's one of the players, but his game is not very well these good these days. Ricky Fowler. I mean, that's the biggest guy not to win a major that we should be talking about. There are a bunch of guys. Tournament for a while. There are a bunch of guys who've won the players and not won a major. I mean, Matt Kuchar's in that category. He's won the players, He's but in not category. but wow. not won a major. Uh, and been close. I mean, Cooch has finished high in several majors, including that that Open Championship where he was second to Jordan Spieth. Oh, you mean where Jordan Spieth hit the ball off the planet and still made it, and still managed to get up and win that tournament? Yeah. Down and win that tournament. But then after that, he had like seven birdies in a row. I mean, he couldn't he couldn't miss after that. That's true. He couldn't miss. That was a good break. But well, Rick, Ricky Fowler had that year where he like finished second and third in in every major. Where he was always in contention, but never could quite win. Yeah, for a while, he was the guy who finished top in all the majors. He was a top ten finisher in every major for yeah. a long time. Have you? Hey, have you watched? By the way, I, while while I'm while I'm talking to you, I'm watching the uh, New Orleans Saints play Seattle. Have you heard the Manning broadcast? I I have not. But everyone said it is the best broadcast ever. Yeah, you know, some someday we ought we ought a live broadcast. You know, like that. I mean, we're not the Mannings, and we're not going to have we're not going to have guests on. But but that would be that would be fun to like live broadcast the last nine holes of the of the Masters. You know what? We should do it. We should do the. We should pick a couple big tournaments like the Players and the Masters and live broadcast. That'd be great. That would be fun. Get 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 like a YouTube channel and and uh, and yeah. and live and live broadcast the last nine holes of of the Open Championship or the Masters. That would be awesome. Yeah, we should. We should choose two majors. I mean, yeah. we could do the players, the Masters, the U.S. Open, but we should choose two of the majors that we love and do it. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that one out. Well, as always, we're brought to you on, on, on the Anchor platform. Uh, makes it very easy to do these podcasts. You can go to anchor.fm or the Anchor app, and it'll show you uh, how, to, how to make your own podcast and get content out. And uh, We're real appreciative. A lot of folks listen to us. During the Ryder Cup, Stacy. So, so really appreciated that. I hope people enjoyed uh, enjoyed our recaps and. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, just... I had uh, lunch with an old girlfriend. Uh, we won't name her, Doctor Dave, but we had lunch with her the other day. She was dying to get the link to our podcast. Otherwise, she'll become a new listener. So, it's only when you start to listen 
We'll give you a shout out to you. And, and subscribe. Yeah, but who do you want pictures of? So, so for Nick Katsanos, we get pictures of uh, Paulina Gretzky. So for Sonal, she's going to have to tell us who she wants pictures of. I know it's not going to be Harris English. No, no, no. It's probably not going to be Harris English. Let me guess. It's going to be Audubon Lahiri. Audubon Lahiri, okay. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a fine-looking young man. He's a fine-looking man, yeah. I'm sure that's the deal. Right. Or maybe the Justin Johnson, maybe. Or Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. I not, you know, you know, I don't think I don't think Sonal that I don't think that's her type, Stace. Yeah, no, she's not the most I, I don't I don't think that's her type. Maybe uh maybe Bryson. She's into intellectual. She's a smart he's a, woman. He's a smart yeah. He's a cerebral guy. Is he ever gonna play again or is he still recovering from his bad his messed up hands and bad back? I don't know, he hasn't played since uh, since the uh, long drive competition. And I, I and I don't think he's playing in the Bahamas this week. Yeah, this ain't tournaments this time of the year because that's a hard that's a long trip from vegas over to japan and then back to the bahamas yeah i mean, I, I i can't imagine anyone will have played vegas japan and then the bahamas I, there's no way right i mean maybe ricky fowler because he wants to win a tournament he's probably the only guy who would do it but that'll be very hard yeah well maybe cameron Tringali. maybe cameron Tringali. name goes real with going down to the bahamas right yeah, because it's not going to be. I mean, it's not going to be a, a you know a premier field. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, it would be a good. It's, it's going to be a guy who a person who wins that tournament will be a player who's you know it's just getting into that tournament because all the big guys aren't showing up, right? And I think and I think the European tour is in China this week. Oh really? Huh, I think I think they decided just kind of to stay over there. I think I I saw that. In well, the, did any of the players go? Like, did, so does Karmar call? Does he stay there and play since he's high on the uh, road to Dubai? Does he stay there and play I, in China? Does he travel to China and play? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you look on uh, on uh, uh, ESPN's website, at least the tournament. Well, actually, it's next. It says it's next week. It's the Volvo okay. China Open, but it says it's between November fourth and seventh. Is that? That's not this weekend. That's next weekend. Next week is it? No, next week is the thirtieth and the thirty-first. Right. So I, I, either ESPN might be wrong, but but. Uh, um, anyway, uh, this week, what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do today is we'll of course recap our tournaments. Uh, we're we're not. I'm not gonna do uh, you know the standings every week because right now we're so far away from the Ryder Cup and the Presidents Cup. We won't do that this week. We'll do it next week. Um, but what we're going to do this week is, is this. Uh, we talked about who's going to be the European captain, and we said it probably comes down to Lee Westwood or Miguel Angel Jimenez. Well, I'll tell you what. You're going to be Lee Westwood, and I'm going to be Miguel Angel Jimenez, and we're going to draft the, the European Ryder Cup team that's going to win in, in 2023. We're going to draft a winning team, and we're going to do it as, as you know, kind of in a, in a you know, uh, one of us will pick, and then the other one will pick, and we will pick who we think are going to be the 12 guys who can compete against the fantastic, uh, dynamic young American team. And, and the good thing to point out, I think it's a great idea, Rich, and the thing to point out about this, guys, when we're drafting, we're looking for some young Europeans. So you may there may be some names that you don't recognize, but we think they're up-and-comers, and they have an opportunity to make this team, to make the European team younger and better. So uh, let's start. That That's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, and we're going to start, though, with the Zozo Championship, uh, which took place last week in, in Japan. Good field. Not as good a field as the CJ Cup. Hey, by the way, you're going to Vegas tomorrow. Are you yeah. going to play the Summit Club? 
I'm not that I would love to play. You should play the Summit Club. Club. If if the pros can all get like 61s and 62s, you could probably get like a 73 or a 74 there. Yeah, maybe. I get 85 or 50, maybe. I mean, 85 <laughs> or 90. But, yeah, it's a great club. All these guys are members. Ricky Fowler's a member. Carmel Carl's a member. I don't know Xander Shopley's a member. But, yeah, it's a great club. It's an you, absolutely beautiful club. You should, you should show up there and and, and, and tell us, go up there and say, uh... My name is Ricky Fowler. <laughs> yeah, I'm Ricky Fowler. Uh, make Ricky Green again. I should have the hat. Oh, God. Yeah, I know it's a great, it's a beautiful looking club. I wish I could get on. I don't know if I can get on that club ever, but we'll see. Maybe next time I go back to Vegas. So, so the Zozo Championship, not quite, you know, as, as, as fantastic a field uh, as, as the one at the CJ Cup, which was supposed to be in Korea. Um, but still a, a very worthy, fantastic champion. Absolutely. We love Hideki. He is, you know, don't you love the way that he's transformed his swing and he doesn't have, you know, he's been able to transform his swing so he doesn't have that weird, uh, you know, pronounced that stop. Pause at the top. Yeah, it's amazing. It is very, very, I mean, he hit some beautiful shots. So I don't know if you saw the broadcast, when they had uh, Pat Perez in the booth. They were asking Pat Perez about Hideki. And he says, I'm always intrigued with him because so many people fall around in terms of like the media. And he asked Hideki, how do you deal with it? He goes, I don't know, hair pull out, hair pull out. He goes, it causes my hair to me to pull my hair out. That's what wow, he I, I, I did not hear that. Yeah, it was a great, Pat Perez was awesome. Pat Perez, Pat Perez, you know, when his career is over, he has got to be hired as the new, you know, Roger Maltby or David Faraday. He's so funny. He is so funny. And Rich, I didn't realize he's been on PGA Tour like 20, going on 22 years. Oh, yeah. He's been around Five forever. wins, 22 years. And he said the other day he was talking, they were asking about, he goes, oh, he was really sad, disappointed, because he goes, I played terrible. He goes, this game's really changing. There's so many good players. And he goes, I can't, I, I'm kind of waiting to get to the to the senior tour. That's what he said. And he goes, it's so hard out here. The courses are, this course is, the course is tricky. It's long. And he goes, I had head covers into every hole, meaning he was hitting woods into a lot of the long holes. And he goes, the guys are just getting younger, better, and stronger. And, and he doesn't have a chance, pretty much. He says, it's tough out there. So... Well, like, what a good dude, man. I think he could go into the broadcast booth anytime. He he would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he has a pod going on, right? I uh, well, he used to have a, a weekly show on on uh, okay. Sirius XM. Okay, maybe he still has that going. On. I think that's what I did. Yeah, he has a show on Sirius. You're right. All right, so Hideki Matsuyama really pulls away at the end. Cameron Trindale got got the lead. Um, on the on, early on the back nine on Sunday, uh, and then Hideki he hit that that I don't know if you saw he hit like a like a forty foot putt with about three or four feet of bend to it. Wow! It was perfect. And the commentators the commentators were 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 saying that the great thing about Hideki is his speed control on the putts, and that's why he does so well on courses like Augusta. He's just great with his speed control. Interesting. I mean, what a good dude. What a good win, what a good pro, and, you know, it, it's good to win in your home turf, right? Oh, and gosh. And he holds up that win because he hasn't won since the Masters, right? Well, you know, it was so it was so disappointing for him not to medal at the Olympics. And he remember, he was in that big group of 93 yeah. guys going for the bronze medal, but was out pretty early. 
uh, when C.T. C. T. Pan won the bronze medal over, I think Colin Moore, I think it was C.T. Pan and Colin Morikawa were the last two. I think you're right, yes. So, Hideki wins, and he immediately goes back to, I think, number one on the President's Cup standings, winning that tournament. Tied second are two, two of these, two Americans... Brendan Steele and Cameron Tringali. We already talked a little bit about Tringali. I think he has the most current starts without a win on the PGA Tour. And Brandon Steele usually wins Safeway and nothing else. Yeah, pretty much right. But uh, that, that pretty much secures Brandon Steele and Cameron Tringali on the PGA Tour for another year. Yep, good for those guys, right? So tied fourth, uh, tied fourth were three guys. Mackenzie Hughes, who's played very consistently well. Uh, the Canadian, Matthew Wallace, uh, the Englishman, and Sebastian Munoz from Colombia, another guy who's, who's really played quite well over the past year. He really has. He really has. They call him the Brown Bomber the other day. That was an interesting thing they called him that. Um, this guy, the announcer, said that. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I thought the Brown Bomber was Joe Lewis. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's probably not a nickname you should give anybody anymore. I I mean I'm. I, I think so. I, I think I think unless somebody gives themselves that nickname, you know, I, I think it's okay if Kobe to call himself Black Mamba. I think that's cool. Yeah, I, but yeah, I don't think cool. as your announcer you call anybody the yellow or brown or the red, yeah. anything. I think weird. that's that's kind of bad taste. Yeah, we stopped wearing redskin stuff a while back, right? Uh. <laughs> Uh, yes. I, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ellen, if you're listening, yes, there's no Redskins stuff. Yeah, oh, it's not the Redskins, it's the Washington football team. Well, it's on the wall. I have it on the okay. wall. It's of hist- okay. It's like a museum. It's it's like historic, historic interest. Because I don't want to buy a jersey that says Washington football team. And I'm kind of delaying judgment because if the new name sucks, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with they're going to let the wife name the, 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 his, the owners. Well, oh, oh his God. wife's going to do the naming. Of, oh. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm worried the new name's going to suck. But I got to say, what's worse? Our name, which, which I understand was offensive to people. I, I got it. But we always kind of treated the Native American population with respect. Are all, these, are all these teams like the Atlanta Braves and the Kansas City Chiefs who do the tomahawk chalk, chop, which is, which is kind of like showing up in blackface, it's. I think that's yeah. way more disrespectful. I it's think like so as well. white people showing up in 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 headdresses and and face yeah. paint. I, you know, to me, that's yeah, a lot that's more disrespectful. Good. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I think that I think I hope they come up with a clever name. I mean, it's probably not going to be the name. It's going to be like the name. What's the name of that new? Uh, what's the name of the new hockey team up in Seattle? The Kraken. That's, the, that's a, the Kraken. That's a crazy name. I mean, Kraken. What do you do, Kraken? I don't. Do you, I don't. Do Kraken. I don't mind the Kraken. I don't mind the Kraken. But the cracking heads up there? What, what, I mean, what's the problem? What, what, what's it all about? I don't get it. But. The cra- it's a sea monster. The Kraken's a oh, sea yeah, monster. Oh, the Kraken's a sea monster? I did yeah, not did you, Didn't you ever see uh, all those stupid uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie? They all have... I they did have, not. Uh, well, you, you, you were lucky. I ran to the theater just to see those. No, you, 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 you were lucky. Yeah, you only, you only watch art movies. You only watch... Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, but I like the British movies. British the British movies. British movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like to see the Queen. <laughs> Anything about the Queen, I love. Which Queen? There's a, there's a new movie coming out. I went to a movie over the weekend, and there was a, there's a new movie about Diana. Oh, how late Lady died. She was a beautiful woman. She was a beautiful woman. She's I, I, quite I, royalty too. People didn't realize how 
royalty she was. You know, her dad took over some palace, and he was head of something at a young age. So well, it's called it's like, called Spencer. So it is basically, I think, told from her point of view. So I think the the, the uh, British royalty will not be happy about this movie. I'm sure. I hope they tell Charles. Charles is quite the uh, good looking guy as a, a youngster, but man, it really he didn't do him well. Didn't did not. Yeah. So at five under par, our top seven, a lot of guys tied at seven under uh, at, at tied at five under par for seventh place. And by now you're ten shots behind Hideki. But it includes Keegan Bradley, backdoor top ten, Lanto Griffin, wow. backdoor top ten, uh, a Japanese golfer uh, Takumi Kanaya, Luke List, and Sam Ryder, backdoor top tens, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, who was in contention till the end, Colin Morikawa. Uh, and Brandon Grace, so good, good, good group of golfers good there. Good feel, good feel. Yeah, I mean, not, again, good. not as Matthew many. Matthew Wallace was amazing. Matthew Wallace hasn't played, been playing that well, but man, he's played. He played great. So looking down the leaderboard at other guys of Ryder and Presidents Cup import, Siwoo Kim ties 18th. Uh, Alex Noren ties 18th. Uh, Xander Schauffele, uh playing in front of family, ties 28th. Uh, I mean, even, he, he was he was terrible the first couple of days. He made a really good comeback, huh? 68-68 on the weekend. Wow, it's pretty darn good. Uh, our friend Ricky Fowler finishes tie 44th. Uh, Pat Perez also tied 44th. So yeah, so may, maybe Ricky maybe Ricky has the same problems as Pat Perez and should wait for the senior tour. Yeah. Uh, He's got a long time though. And let's see, Emiliano Grillo, not a good week, tied 73rd. Harry uh, Higgs was tied for 39th. I guess he. Spent too much time drinking in Vegas, huh? Probably. He played well in played well in Vegas. It sure did, yeah. All right, a so lot that, of guys go to that tournament, Rich. It's amazing. Well, I think I think it, I think it's a nice trip, and uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful course. You know who I'm, who's not playing well is this uh, Will Zalatoris. He's not been playing well lately. I wonder what's going on with him. I don't know. Maybe maybe he and Matthew Wolf need to have their own little their their own little yeah. Justin Thomas and and Jordan Spieth uh, consortium. They I can, mean, who will make the next Ryder Cup? Will it be Matt, Matt, Matthew Wolf, Will Zalatoris, or Ricky Fowler? I mean, boy, that's, that's a, good a question, that's right? a that's a good question. I, I of the three of them, I think Matthew Wolf. I think okay. Matthew Wolf is going to come back. I, I he played very well the last time out. You know, finished tied second. Uh, and at, at, what in the first Vegas tournament? I, I think I think uh, Matthew Wolf's coming back. There's no way Zil, Will Zalatoris is not going to make a Ryder Cup. I mean, he's a hit miss. He was a Rookie of the Year. You can't miss. He's a can't miss prospect out there. I don't know. There are a lot of there are a lot of Rookie of the Years who don't, who never make the Ryder Cup. I think Will Zalatoris probably will too. But you know, we would have said the same thing about Aaron Wise four years ago. That's true. That is absolutely true. All right, so on the European Tour last week, they played the last of their three tournaments in Spain. This one was played in Majorca. Majorca. You ever been to Majorca? I have never been to Majorca. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be crazy beautiful. Yeah, it's supposed to be really beautiful. Uh, and the winner in Majorca was a, was a Dane whose name makes him sound like an Englishman or an American. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Winter. Jeff Winter. Now, I lived in Denmark for a summer. I went to school in Denmark. I was on student exchange. I never met a single Jeff. Yeah, yeah Jeff did yeah. yeah. I met a bunch of Surins and, and Rasmuses and uh, Pears, but I never met a single Jeff. Jeff. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe he had some American uh, relatives or something. I don't know. Jeff. Jeffrey, I'm sure it is, right? Uh, this was his 129th European tour appearance without a win uh, before, wow. before, before uh, uh, winning the Majorca Open. And he, he I mean, beat... he's been on the Challenge Tour in 2015. He was on the Challenge Tour. So he's been out there quite a while. Well, he beat Sebastian Soderberg, who we've, you know, the uh, Coastal Carolina uh, graduate, who we've seen several times on the on on leaderboards yeah, lately. He's been playing well. And a couple of a couple of lesser known Spaniards, uh, and uh, Laurie Cantor, the Englishman, had another had another good uh, performance, uh, finishing yes. top ten. Andrew Johnson finished top seven, number seven. Beef. Good for beef. Love beef. Good for beef. I mean, uh, uh, the, uh, what's the guy's name? What's the other? Uh, that was about it. Yeah, Victor Juby Song finished tied for 10. Oh. Quirrell's, uh, that kid, he tied for 11. He was a good Ricky. He was a good American. He was a good Ricky, huh? Ricky, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, what happened to his game? He never made the right cup or anything, but he never. played well in the U.S. Opens and all that stuff. That's right, and he's a long Nine hitter. professional wins. Yeah, long he's had hitter. a great career. All right. What other what other tours? What other tours? How about the Champions Tour? What happened? The Champions other... Tour. The Champions Tour. The Champions Tour was played at the Country Club of Virginia. So I gotta oh, tell you, Stacy. Yeah, that's in your old home. I gotta tell you. So so I went to to three years of high school at St. Christopher's High School in Richmond, Virginia. We would run by the Country Club of of, of Virginia. That place was so freaking racist, Stacy. Yeah. You weren't allowed there, and I wasn't allowed there. They didn't even. Did it, I don't think Catholic, have, I don't think Catholics were allowed there when I went to school. Did they have Ivy outside the place so you couldn't see in there? The hedges were so big. You no, see no, it was it was it was the South. It, it was the old South. So no, they didn't have Ivy. They wanted you to see what you couldn't have. Interesting. I uh, mean, I bet the people paid nothing for a membership there, and then they were just the most racist pigs ever. It's terrible. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. So, I, I mean, I certainly hope that they have opened up the Country Club of Virginia over the last, as 35 years ago. Um, we can ask friend of the pod, Ted Ucrop, about that, but it might be a little embarrassing to ask Ted. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, but, because uh, I think he was probably a member. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> We used to, we used to run cross country. I used to drive past it every day on my way to school, and and we would run cross country around it. But no, wasn't allowed in there. Never been inside. You mean they never let any tennis tournaments come to play there on the courts? Uh, nope. I was I was valedictorian of the school there, and uh, yeah. Couldn't get in the sorry country club. That's Could, terrible. Couldn't get terrible in. Terrible people. Well, anyway, uh, maybe it's fitting that a German won the tournament. Yeah. I, I, I... Yeah, German wins. I love it. They probably, um, who gave him the trophy? Uh, yes, yeah, so they gave him the secret handshake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, come on. Bernard Langer is a good man. He is, and He's a good man. Modern Germany is the least racist country on the face of the planet. He's a good man. Well, you know, that's great. I mean, he won, man. He's playing well. He's going to win this uh, Charles Schwab Cup, isn't he? He's added these guys about three million dollars. I mean, three hundred thousand dollars ahead of uh, uh, Jim Furyk. So and that's he's great. the old, he's the oldest guy ever to win this uh, tournament on the senior tour. Was sixty four? Sixty four. Sixty four years old. I mean, this guy's a machine. He's like a BMW. He just keeps going and going and going. When I'm sixty four, the, the Beatles. 
The Beatles sang "When I'm 64." They weren't singing about winning golf tournaments. They were thinking. They were singing about retirement. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Um, he beats Doug Barron in a playoff. Oh, they played in the playoffs. I, I didn't see the end of that. Doug Barron. Wow. Doug Barron in the playoff. Uh, Steve Flesh finishes third. The lefty. Steve Flesh, amazing. I mean, Bernard Longer when he wins this. If he wins his Charles Schwab Cup, how many has he won in a row? Oh, my God. Well, didn't he lose one? Didn't, um, who who won one? Uh, God, he didn't, he he, he lost one. I mean, it must have been recently, right? Like a couple, well, last year they extended it, right? Scott McCarron won one. Oh, that's right. Scott McCarron, he's off of having elbow, didn't he have like elbow surgery or something? Yeah, he's he's not playing. Or ankle surgery he had. Scott McCarron. The amazing That's thing is, know. is yeah. here Bernard Langer wins the tournament, and uh, Phil Mickelson was not good. Uh, yeah, I mean he tries to just the problem with him is he tries to hit the ball so far, and so, and he ends up in the rough, and the rough there is tough. So now he's. Not playing well, and that's what happens. Tied 47. I mean, he's won now three out of, what, five tournaments he's played on on the senior tour. It's not like he's not playing. It's not like he's not capable of winning, but... Yeah. Well, they were talking about the other day. uh, They were talking about the other day, and they were like, he just... In this game, you have to find the short grass. The field tells him, I can hit as far as I want, just as long as I have a short club in my hand. And when the rope is really deep at these places, it doesn't matter if you have a short club in your hand. You can't really score. You can't get it close to the hole. And that's why these guys like Bernard Lawyer, I think they win. All right. So let's see. Then we have... Was there was there any action on the LP yeah, on the LPGA tour? Yeah, there was. I can't remember. Yeah. Let's see. LPGA tour. South Korea, the BMW a, Championship. The Kim guy, Ko Jayko one. No, that was it. Oh my God, this was a Korean Korean sweep of the medal stand. Oh, that's right, because it was the uh, was the what tournament was that? The BMW ladies. BMW right? ladies in Busan, South Korea. Jin Young Ko. And a Jim playoff Young over Cole. over He Jung Lim, and then and then uh, three or a bunch of others tied for third. Three Koreans and Lydia Ko. And Lydia Ko, who's actually Korean, so she or by the way of Australia. Look at the Koreans. I mean, the top fifteen players, Rich. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven Korean girls. Holy crap! Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Well, it's why it's it, it it's what does kind of devalue the Solheim Cup, yeah, uh, compared yeah. to the Ryder Cup. You have to say because the best players in the world are Asian. I mean, they really are. I mean, there are three American girls that played. Uh, Allison Lee finished, finished tied for uh, finished ninth at fifteen under. Then you had Danielle Kang at ten, tied for tenth at fourteen under. And then the next American is, uh, I guess, I don't know this gal. Marina Marie, Alex. Maria Alex. Marina Alex. So Dan, Dan, Danielle Kang and Maverick McNeely probably came over together because Maverick played at the Zozo. Oh, that's right. Probably, probably, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe they're gonna go take a take a vacation in the South Pacific after this. I don't know. Did he sneak her in the plane on the plane? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Did he get uh, on mile the, high on the on the private? You think they were in the Mile High Club on on the McNeelys on the McNeelys private plane? Of the McNeely private play. I think Maverick McNeely. Look and listen to that. Maverick McNeely was in the Mile High Club before he was sixteen. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Well, what a great tournament! I mean, this is the BMW. It's a big tournament over there, and 
is great. I'm glad these ladies are playing. It's good golf. I love now, how come, it, it's interesting, though, because the, the CJ Cup's supposed to be in Korea, but that has to be in Vegas, but they play the ladies' tournament in, in Korea. It doesn't yeah, make any sense. I don't sense. get it. I don't know. It's very interesting, right? All right. Well, let's get to our, let's get to our, our, our kind of feature for today. We would like, you know, you know, obviously the, the, the Ryder Cups are all, the teams that are home are always going to be favored, but the domination of the U.S. team, especially with the younger players on the U.S. team dominating the older players on the, on the European team, with the exception of Sergio Garcia, you know, Paul Casey, Lee Westwood, uh, Paul Casey, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, all struggling, especially in the team competitions. Uh, really makes it imperative that the Europeans get younger. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I agree. So we thought that, that what we would do is we would do a draft. And, and you know, Stacy, you get to be Lee Westwood. Uh, and I'm going to be Miguel Angel Jimenez because I'm a little older than you. And I do calisthenics every day like, like Miguel does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, we will one by one draft the 12 players who are going to be on our, maybe it will be the co-captains because Lee really take wants. six and I'll take six, right? I'm going to, yeah, we, we each take six. So, so, uh, and, and we don't, you know, we can take anybody we want. We can, we can, we can take, do you, do you think you should, do you think you ought to be able to take Americans who play on the European tour? You know, that's a great point. I was just thinking about that. I think we should, yeah, I think uh, Sean Crocker, uh, all the Americans that play on the European Tour, they should be, I mean, they're full-time players. They should be eligible for the Ryder Cup, the European Ryder Cup. Yeah, not, John Crocker, John uh, Caitlin, and what's the other guy? Uh, John, John Caitlin. Yeah. I, think they should, I think they should be eligible. There's the other guy. There's Johannes Ver, Vermeer, or Vermeen, something like that as well. And and is is, is just so are we clear is Rory is Rory Sabatini eligible because he because he lives in Slovakia now? I guess he would be eligible now, yeah. But Rory Sabatini is like forty five, so we're not going to pick yeah, Rory Sabatini. Yeah, all right, all right. So so we we uh, engaged in a in a heated game of best uh, best uh, four out of seven rock paper scissors, and Miguel Angel Jimenez won by picking rock every time. Yep. So I get to pick first. Oh yeah, go for it. So for for my first pick, pick, I will pick my countryman John Rom. Uh, John Rom, John Rom, is number one in the world. John Rom will likely be number one in the world for a considerable period of time, and I think that John Rom is going to be on the Ryder Cup for many years to come. Yeah, that's a good pick. I'm glad I handed it. I gifted you that one. Well, if you if you hadn't if you hadn't kept picking scissors, you might have won. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. So for me, I'm going to take, of course, the guy that I really like is Rory. And you know, Rory's down on the list. He's not highly ranked anymore. You know, he's not in the top. He's not in the top ten. But you know, he's good. He loves the Ryder Cup, and I'm taking Rory. Well, no, no, no argument there. I mean, it's not a Ryder Cup without without Roy McIlroy, and I think he'll, especially in Europe, he'll bounce back. He'll he'll play. I hope fine. so. He'll play fine. I hope so. I mean, I can't even find him on the list of ranking. I mean, he's not too high on the rankings anymore, right? Well, he should, after winning last week, he should he should bounce back up. Yeah, I can't find him. Of course, he's not in the top ten. No, he's not in the top ten anymore. But he's he's close to the top ten after winning last week. Yeah, well, that's my pick, and I, I, 
Obvious. I would have picked him next if you hadn't picked him, but because you picked him, I am going to take uh, the guy who you had rated as like the, 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 the third best European in the Ryder Cup in spite of the fact that he didn't win a single match. And that yeah. is Victor Hovland. He is yeah, just such guy. one of the... He is, he is uh, Colin Morikawa of Norway. He strikes yeah, like the ball beautifully. Uh, he has one flaw in his game. He's not a great chipper right now. He will fix yeah. that. And Victor Hovland will be a top five player in the world within the next two years. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. And I stand corrected. Rory McIlroy is number eight in the world right now after that last win. So, But I, the next person I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Tommy Fleetwood. You know, Tommy Fleetwood has been a great player. I, I, really, I, I think great. he's been a really good player. He hasn't won consistently, but he's always, you know, there are a couple of years where he really scored high. He really played well in all the majors. And he's a gamer, and he's a good rider cupper, so I have to pick Tommy Fleetwood. And he's fallen down the list. He's not highly ranked. And, you know, I don't know how many starts he's going to get in the PGA Tour this year, but I like, I like Tommy Fleetwood. He's number uh, 38th in the world. So, Well, I, I, think, I think Tommy Fleetwood will probably be just fine. Uh, I think he's in a little slump right now, but uh, he played well this week. His top 10 yeah, finished this week. he really did. Yeah. All right. My next one is going to be maybe a little bit of a surprise because he has been god-awful in his two Ryder Cups. But there is such a thing as horses for courses. And the uh, European courses are designed for uh, straight hitters who can putt and hit iron shots. And I think Matthew Fitzpatrick uh, fits the criteria. And I actually would predict that Matthew Fitzpatrick will come back and be a big point earner for the European team in, uh, in, in uh, uh, 2023. And coming off of uh, his great win in uh, uh, Valderrama. Uh, so I, 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 think that's amazing. I think that's a great pick, yes. I, I think, like you said, it's the right course, the right time, and he'll be fine. For me, uh, the next pick is Shane Lowry. I just think he has a lot of game. He really loved the Ryder Cup his first time there. And I think he's thirsty and he's hungry. He wants to come back for more. So Shane Lowry, I mean, he's a fantastic player. He really is. And he's a, just an all-time good guy. So he's my pick, Shane Lowry. I loved what I saw from Shane Lowry at, at, uh, at Whistling Straits. He had passion. He played well. Uh, and I, I actually thought that he probably got passed over a little bit for Paris. And if it wasn't for the fact that they were really trying to get Garcia and Stenson on that team neither of whom was playing particularly well at the time, uh, that Shane Lowry probably belonged on that team as well. I totally agree with him. He should have been on that team. I mean, a good player. I mean, he's only 42nd in the world, but as we know, he's an Open champion, and he has a phenomenal game. And the thing, it's not just that he's, he's the Open champion. He's won a WGC as well. It's not, he's That's not true. a one... You know, you could say about Danny Willett. Maybe Danny Willett's a bit of a one-hit wonder. Because uh, he hasn't, you know, he's won, he's won what, the, the, the BMW Masters. He's won some European, but he hasn't won a WGC, a playoff yeah. event, uh, a, a PGA Tour event since, since winning the Masters. But, but Shane Lowry's not a one-hit wonder. I mean, is Daniel Willie even ranked in the top 25, top 30? Uh, I doubt it right now, but he's, pretty, yeah. prob- he's probably in the top 60 or 70. Yeah, I don't even see him on the list. Wow, interesting. Wow. Well, you're, you're going to have to check. You obviously have the golf rankings out. I'm going to pick one more guy who played in the last two Ryder Cups. Okay. 
I'm going to pick Europe's original red ass, Terrell Hatton. That's a good pick, actually. Terrell Hatton, you know, did not embarrass himself at the Ryder Cup this year. He didn't play great, but he also made some big putts. We actually saw him make some big putts to save holes, and he actually, didn't he, he saved a a half point on 18 hitting, uh, which was one of the hardest holes, really one of the hardest holes anywhere, uh, made a birdie on 18 to save a point. Yeah, amazing. I mean, he, he's a great player. He is a red ass. And he's a good player, and he's a gamer. So I think that's a great pick. And he's he a really little, is a good pick. He's in a little bit better form than Tommy Fleetwood, but they're they're similar players. They've both been as high as you know the the, the bottom of the top ten, beginning of the next ten. Uh, yeah. I think Tyrell. I think Terrell Hatton's probably in the mid twenties in the world right now. I, you'd have to check that out for us, but okay. Terrell Hatton is he's up there actually. He's pretty high. Let me look at him. Oh, maybe not high enough. Where is he? He's number 18. He yeah. just went down. He's 18 in the world. So, he's, up, he's just below Victor Hoffman, who's at 17. All right. Okay. So I okay. have Terrell Hatton. Now it's, yeah. I like him. The next pick, I'm going to go with Harold Varner the third. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going you know, to go. I'm going to take a shot here. And I'm going to go with uh, Rasmus Hogard. I Ooh. think Rasmus Hogard has played some really good golf. He's ranked number 97th in the world, but he's won. Uh, how many tournaments did he win this year? Like last year, this year, three or two or three tournaments? I thought he won two or three tournaments. How are you only ranked number 97 in the world? He's only 97, and he's down one. I mean, last week he was 98.5, and this week he's 97. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe they gave some of his some of his points to his brother. Maybe, huh? They get the... I mean, these points, they don't get a lot of points for these tournaments. I don't know. The European tournaments, it's amazing. Well, how old is Rasmus? Is he 20 yet? Because he was 19 last year. He was 19, I think, when he he won his first tournament. But he is a young guy. He's a young guy. I mean, I I don't see his age, but he's a young guy. And I think he's going to be a very good player for a long time. And so that's why I really like him. You know, he's played and he's... He averages, yeah, his total points are 81.1. He's played like 51 events. He's number 97 in the world. He's 20, I he's, like him. he's 20 years old. 20 years old. He's got to make the Ryder Cup. I mean, if he and his brother, which probably is some of his brother's good as well, those two have to make the team. If they're going to be, these are the two young stars that European Europe really needs. So I love Rasmus Hogarth. I think it's a great game. And I think he'll be a good player. So you know, that's my next pick. It's interesting. I, you know, it's, it was a long time ago, but I lived in Denmark on student exchange. It's a very flat country. And I, I certainly don't remember it as being a golfing country. I um, know. You know, so it's really amazing how these guys are so good. It's windy. You know, it's uh, cold most of the year. I don't know how they do it. I don't understand it. It's interesting. He's from Bielund, Denmark, which is the home Where's of... Bielund? Beeland is on Jutland, which is the peninsula, but it's the home, I believe, of the original Legoland. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I've been to, I've been to Beeland a couple times. Uh, I've been to Legoland a couple times. Well, Rasmus Hogarth is going to be the man. He's going to make the team, guaranteed next time. All right, I have two more picks, and so you know, I thought a lot. I'm going to. I don't know if you're going to pick him, but for my team, my Miguel Angel Jimenez team. Uh, I am going to assume that Sergio Garcia's Sergio Garcia has has pulled a groin, 
uh, or maybe or maybe he can't get a flight out of Austin, Texas, um, because uh, or or maybe he's a vice captain and 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 whatever. I'm I'm not going to pick Sergio, even though I think all you know every you know every indication is Sergio will still be good in two years. But I'm going to pick. I, I'm I'm going to go with the theme of these young guys, and I'm going to pick a young guy. I'm going to pick Robert Robert McIntyre. Yes, good pick. A Scotsman who went to McNeese State. McNeese State, isn't that amazing? Now Robert McIntyre is only 25 years old, but he's been around. You know, he played in. He's played in the Eisenhower Cup. He's played in the Walker Cup. Uh, and he has already won uh, one European Tour event, a couple Challenge Tour events. Uh, he is trying, I believe, to play on the PGA Tour this year. Um, but he's also played well already in majors, which I think is really important. Now, one person I'm not going to be picking is Bern Wiesberger. And it's not because Bern Wiesberger isn't a good player. He's great on the European Tour. But he yeah. doesn't play well in major competitions against international, you know, full fields. Yeah, I uh, agree. Roger McIntyre has played in two Open Championships and finished tied sixth and tied eighth. You know, yeah, I think he's good. He's played in one Masters and finished tied twelfth. Yeah, he's a good player. He really, I think that's a fantastic pick. And you know, he has to play better. He needs to make the team. He needs to make one of these teams. And I think he might be the guy to do it. I really do. I think he's a great player. He I mean, could, I was he, counting on him. I thought maybe he'd make a uh, run at it this year, but he just didn't have, a, you know, the standings or just against him and all the players that were going to make the team. But I, th- I, I thought he's, I think he's amazing. I think he's an amazing player. He's also a former uh, Rookie of the Year on the European Tour. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really put it's a like lot... like the second coming of Colin Montgomery, you know? Yeah, I really put a lot of credence in guys who play well in majors. To be able to 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 be able to keep their wits about them um, at a Ryder Cup, because you, you know, again, I, uh, no, no disrespect, well, a little disrespect to Bern Wiesberger, but he hit some shots. He hit some good shots, but he also hit some shots that clearly showed that his nerves were not quite ready for for the stage yeah, that was the Ryder Cup. He had some nervy shots, right? I mean, it's a tough spot for a guy like him out there. I think that's a great pick. So I'm going to go ahead and take my next pick. And I'll tell you, this is tough because I have like three guys on my list and I only have two more guys to choose. Uh, the next guy I'm going to take, I'm going to take uh, Matthew Wallace. I think Matthew Wallace is a fantastic player. You know, he's had some good events on the PGA Tour, a lot of some wins on the PGA Tour. But I think he just lost the game a little bit. He's starting to play a lot much better in the last couple of tournaments. So I'm going to take Matthew Wallace. You know, I think he'll be – he's a young enough guy. What, he's like 28 or he's 28, 29. He's one of those young guys. And that's a good age to still have an opportunity to make the, uh, the Ryder Cup team. So I'm going to take Matthew Wallace. You know I'm going to take my money on Matthew Wallace making it for Paul Casey, the next Ryder Cup. So you know, if if the Ryder Cup had been held in, in in as it was supposed to be held in 2020, I'm not so sure he wouldn't have been on the team on on points. I know. I, I mean, I, this guy's game's good. I don't know why he has not been playing well. But you're right. He he might have made it on points, and his game's on. It, it, he's a good player, and it's evident by his last couple finishes at the CJ Cup and the Zozo. All right, I have one last pick, and I I think I'm going to beat you to this guy. Okay. 
because because I, I'm Miguel and Hel Jimenez. I'm a Spaniard, but I want to see since the tournament is going to be held in Italy, I want to see an Italian on the team. And no, I, I'm, it's not going to be a Molinari. They'll be my assistant coaches, the Molinaris. It is going to be Guido Migliosi. Guido Migliosi, the young Italian, 24 years old. He's from Vicenza, Italy, which I, I think is where Brian Greenleaf got a traffic ticket, a speeding ticket. I think that's where he got his speeding ticket uh, when we were with him skiing in, in the Italian Alps. Um, but... He's not been on the European tour very long, but he already has two wins. Um, and again, more importantly to me, he played in the U.S. Open last year and finished tied fourth. You know, on a big stage, he excelled. And that's very important. He also has played in the Eisenhower. He played in the Eisenhower Cup, representing uh, Italy. Uh, I'm picking Guido Migliosi. It's not just a pick because it's in Italy. I, I do think he was very close on points this year. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to pick Guido. That's a good pick. You know, I I have two guys that I want that I think are good. I don't only have one pick, but I'm going to throw one guy out there. I'm going to I'm going to take one guy and, and mention another person. And this is a hard one because I like Sam Horsfield, who is played in the played. He's won a couple times on on the European Tour last year. He also played college at University of Florida, and I think he has to be one of these up-and-coming young He's 24 years old. He has to be one of these guys that's going to make it, but I'm going to go with Anton, Ro- Anton Rosner. Oh, Anton Rosner is a guy who went to some weird, weird school. He's 28 years old. He's won four times on the European tour. He went to college at some weird place. I've never heard of this place. It's the University of Missouri, Kansas City, Volker Campus. Oh. Could he not make it to the University of Missouri in, uh, what's that little town called? Columbia. Uh, Columbia. He couldn't make it there, but he's won four times. He turned pro in 2016, and he's only 28. So I think he has a good chance. I mean, he plays great on the European tour. You know, he's played, he didn't play in the U. He never played on the U. I don't think he's ever played. Highest rank is 63rd, you know, as of October uh, 21st, 2021. So there's a possibility that, I mean, he's ranked pretty high right and he's a young guy and he's had some he played in the states at college and he's had four professional wins already so i like anton Rosner, but coming right behind him is sam horsfield who's a really good golfer you know i read about his game a little bit i considered sam horsfield too do you know he actually grew up in the u.s his family moved to the u.s kind of permanently when he was very young so he's kind of a sep straka carl petterson guy oh he's one of those guys just went to university of florida huh yeah 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 I, I think Sam Horsfield's a great player. He's a really good golfer. He just needs to put a, and he, sometimes he's not consistent enough. But I like Anton Rosner, and I like him, the French guy, right? And and then I also like uh, Sam Horsfield. But I'm going to take Rosner. I think he's going to have a chance in two years. He'll well, be 30 years old. That's a great age, right? It is. Well, my, that's a great age. Interestingly, my seventh guy who just missed is another 30-year-old Frenchman, and that's Victor Perez. The uh, yeah. proud, proud graduate of the University of, uh, didn't he go to University of New Mexico? That's right. He sure He's a Lobo. Uh, I don't think Victor Perez wants to come here and play much because they live in St. Andrews and his girlfriend's a medical student. So I don't think he wants to play very much in the States because he probably wants to be closer to his girlfriend. Well, he should, he should do like, uh, like his, his good friend Sergio Garcia did and marry the daughter of a University of Texas quarterback. 
that's what he should, right? Maybe he, should maybe he needs to, yeah, maybe he needs to wait for Vince Young to have a kid, a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Colt McCoy. Or maybe Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Well, I mean, I think that I, I think, you know, with those picks, Rich, I wanna say that, you know, there's some good up and coming I mean, we picked some up and coming young players that we think are gonna be good and we picked some of the old the trustees, right? Victor Hovland and Terrell Hatton, you know, uh, we talked we took Xander, not Xander, but we took uh, Rory. So those are some really, and Matthew Fitzpatrick, those are good players. But I think some of the young guys that we chose are really going to have to come, they're going to have to play well for Europe to have a chance in the future. Absolutely. And there are probably some guys that we've never heard of. Or I actually thought about Matthew Fitzpatrick's little brother who plays at Wake Forest. Yeah, yep, yep, I I agree. He's good. And then there's another kid that plays at Wake Forest that's from... uh, Scotland, that's a good player as well. So they have some really good players. So we'll see. All right. Well, that's that is today's episode. Uh, Stacy, you have a wonderful trip to uh, Las Vegas, and we will talk again after the Bermuda the Bermuda Championship. Um, and uh, thank you everybody for for joining us. If you have any comments, remember we have our uh, Instagram page and our and our Twitter page that you can uh, log on to and. Uh, we will we'll, I, we'll figure out what we're going to talk about next week but yeah. uh, uh, I'll tell you what Rich I would like to take a trip I wish I was going to Bermuda because this weather we're having whoa yeah, um, yeah. we had we had hurricanes hur- uh, not hurricane but tornado warnings here if anybody watched the uh, San Francisco uh, Indianapolis <laughs> game yesterday yeah Oregon had that same stuff so I feel bad for Jim McGraw he couldn't even hold on to the ball did they win that game last night or no? yeah all right, Stace, we'll talk, we'll talk to you next week, okay? It is October seventeenth, uh, uh, and this is Rich Colin, and this is Stacy Ham, and we are doing our weekly Ticket to Rider podcast. A special week this week, Stacy. A great tournaments in both Europe and, and the U.S. And uh, we're going to talk about. We're going to spend most of our time today talking about the captainship and what what that what that really means. Whether somebody deserves it whether it should be based on merit, whether it should be based on legacy, or whether it should be based on a combination of, of, of the two. Yeah, you know, that's very interesting because, I, you know, I, we, we talked about this last week, and I just thought about it. I, I When we get to this point, that point in the, in the conversation, I'll let you know, I made some notes on what I think captainship, you know, to be a captain, you know, what the parameters should be, or like, you know, some of those things. And then I also made a list of players not to be captains. There are a lot of guys out there, Rich, that weren't captains that were pretty darn good players. So, and, and then I, I know in the future we could do ones that, 
that are awesome players that might not be captain. So we have a lot of room. But I, I'm really interested in, in what you have to say about this tonight. I really am. So. You, you know, we did that. We did that earlier. One of our first episodes, and I think one of our best ones, was on uh, Sandy Lyle and why Sandy Lyle wasn't a captain. There aren't as many Sandy Lyles on the European side. On the European side, if anything, some of the captains, it's you know, you think about, all right, really, what was their legacy that got them their captainship? Uh, on the American side, there's a lot of guys that you have to scratch your head and say, you know, why why did that guy not ever get a captainship of the Ryder Cup? It, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any... I mean, I'll give you one name, Lee Jansen. Why, that, why didn't that guy ever get a captainship? I mean, he won two majors. Well, Lee Jansen, Lee Jansen is in our is in our thoughts today because he played really well today on the senior tour and uh, won his first senior tour tournament in six years in a playoff over Miguel yeah. Angel Jimenez. Yeah, it was know, 2015. And you know Amazing. why America knows this? Because stupid Golf Channel didn't switch over to the uh, CJ Cup until after that senior tournament was over. NBC wasn't showing the tournament. No, they were streaming on on the Peacock or the Peacock or something, right? So even though this tournament had seventeen of the of the uh, twenty four Ryder Cup players, it was really a fantastic invitational field. You it didn't pick really it up does. until until really the, the the eighth or ninth hole. It was it was like you know two thousand or uh, nineteen ninety seven before Golf Channel. Absolutely, and like you said again, Rich, there's another high-scoring uh, event where the course, course is a beautiful course, but a little too easy for those guys. Little, you know, little too easy. So a little too easy. We are we already we already talked a little bit about the Champions Tour event. So Lee Jansen wins in a playoff over Miguel Angel Jimenez, who are two of the players you could talk about as having been bypassed for captainships. I don't know. Yeah. You know, Miguel Angel is he is it too late for him? Um, <laughs> You know, it's sad that he he's he's been he deserves to be a captain because he's played well. I mean, on the PGA Tour, and he was pretty old out there on the PGA Tour playing well, and he's still playing well with the Senior Tour. I don't know how they missed that guy. I don't know what happened. Well, you know, if you look at the career, look at the career of Miguel Angel Jimenez versus the career of Tomas Bjorn, uh, who was a Ryder Cup captain. You know, Bjorn's from Denmark, Jimenez from Spain. Bjorn was in three Ryder Cups, really didn't, you know, he, he almost won the, the Open Championship that one time that uh, I think Ben Curtis beat him. But it's not like Thomas Bjorn had a fantastic career. You don't think of Thomas Bjorn as an all-time top 100 player. Is Miguel Angel Jimenez one of the top 100, 150 golfers of all time? Maybe he is. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I mean, I tell you, he's had a lot better career than some of the... A lot of these players on the, you know, old guys that are playing on the seniors, the PGA Champions Tour now. I mean, he's had a lot. He's won on the boat tours. The guy's great. He's good. He's a good player. And he's, and he's playing late into the old age, you know. So I think he deserves. Uh, he definitely deserves. I guess he deserved to be a cha- captain. I don't think he ever will, though. Uh, I think. I think it's going to be hard. I think the European team. You know, well, we'll get to it in a little bit, but I think they have their captains for a while. Uh, yeah, it sounds like they do, huh? Well, you know, and, and getting back to that, uh, I mean, we can cover championship, then we can talk about the European Tour, but championship was great. Jim Furyk finished uh, number in the third place, uh, tied for third with uh, Alex Chaka, who played well, but he came down the 17th hole or 16th hole, he hit the ball in the water, and he was right up there in the lead. But that was, that was a good showing. And uh, talk uh, Thong Chi Dai D. Yeah. Dai D played great. He's, uh, you know, he put finished tied for fifth at 
uh, at 10 under. And Bernhard Langer was at 10 under, tied for 5th at 10 under as well. So, yeah, some good players. I, I'm excited. I, I, in the past, I really didn't like watching the Champions, uh, PGA Champions Tour. But I kind of like it now because it's a little more intriguing with a lot of young players out there, good young players. that are okay on the PGA Tour, but maybe they'll, do a lot, they'll play a lot better on the uh, Champions Tour. So we'll see. I'm I'm uh, happy that Patty Harrington played better this week. T- finished tied 18th. He, uh, you know, I, I want Patty Harrington to do well on the Champions Tour. Absolutely, absolutely. But I tell you, what a good that, that was a good tournament. Congratulations, Lee Jansen. What a good win, and he's always been a great champion. I think on you know on the PGA Tour as well. So he what what a good player he was on the PGA Tour. Well, let's let's, then, let's talk let's talk about the European Tour. And then we'll we'll dive into the CJ Cup because I think I think the CJ Cup was a fascinating tournament. Well, a lot of history in the CJ Cup, right? I mean, with Rory winning. So yeah, let's dive into the uh, European Tour. What a win, right? Matthew Fitzpatrick. Class- you know, that's the perfect course for Matthew Fitzpatrick, though. A thinking man's course, right? That's that is that is the uh, that was the first course that the where the Ryder Cup was played in continental Europe at Valderrama, and uh, it is a thinking man's course, a very hard course. Yeah, very hard. And, I mean, he had fifteen. I think he had what sixteen pars and and two birdies. Yeah, he I didn't. Mean, he didn't birdie until until the end of the day. End of the day, and then the, the uh, Swedish Swedish guy uh, Sebastian Solderberg, he fell apart like a cheap suit. I mean, he birdied. He bogeyed the last three holes. He was he was and, ahead. He was ahead all day and bogeyed the last three holes. And you know, I didn't realize he's a Coastal Carolina graduate. He went oh. golf at Coastal Carolina. Wow. Sebastian. So yeah, I mean, he did. He didn't play well, but man, he's another. Uh, that's a Dustin Johnson school, right? That's, that's right. That's where, that's where Dustin Johnson went to school. Um, so he, he bogeyed the last three holes, finished at three under, uh, tied for second with uh, Minwoo Lee. Yeah, was, that kid's a good player. He was, really is. I think he and his sister, man, they, they're some good golfers. I have to think Minwoo Lee is going to be in the U.S. before too long. I would think so, right? I mean, he lives in he lives in uh, Dallas. He practices and lives in Dallas, and you know, he won a great he won a um, what do they call it? One of the Rolex tournaments this year, right? Didn't he win? They, what Open did he win? The Irish Open? I think so. That, I think or so. Or the Scottish Open? Well, yeah, yeah one, one of those, right? Right. Yeah, good player. And then tied for fourth, you had Laurie Cantor, uh, James Morrison, the Englishman, and. Uh, who David Lipsky, the American, tied for fourth. Yeah, there so, was a big there was a big log jam at two under, and uh, yeah. Fabrizio Zanotti, the guy who sounds like like he's Italian, but he's from Paraguay. Uh, at one under, Bern Beesberger back back playing again. He's been playing pretty consistently since the Ryder Cup. He really has. I mean, he's tied for eleventh. Yeah, what a good. I mean, and he's a Ryder Cupper too. So that that goes to show you, maybe it was a good pick. Maybe he did. I mean, he played his way on the team, so he deserved it, I guess. He's been playing consistent all year. And uh, surprisingly, the only other, you know, kind of rider cupper in this tournament was John Rahm. And I, he must have run out of gas because he, he... I mean, shot, John Rahm shot 70... What did he shoot? 74, 78 or something? Yeah, I think he shot seven over on the first day. Yeah, he must have run out of gas just trying to play those tournaments. And that's a tough course. If you're not on the fairway in that course, it's a tough course, so... I think he should, you're right. He ran out of gas, but I'm sure he'll be back. I wonder if he going. He's probably not going to Japan to play in the Zozo, right? I don't, I don't know. I mean, that would be a long trip. Of course, it's, it's going to be a long. Trip. It's going to be a long trip from for anybody who's not from Japan. Yeah, that's true. Uh, who's Ricky Fowler and a bunch of guys are going over though? I I'm guess. sure. I'm sure Xander's playing. You know, and Ricky Fowler. Colin Mark, I was going to play as well. So yeah. that's awesome. 
But they're usually well, I tell good. you what, Rich. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, Matthew, good, good for Matthew Fitzpatrick. You know, we, you know, he wanted to play well. It's his first time playing after um, the Ryder Cup, where he was not impressive at all. But we know he's won seven times in Europe, so he's a good player, and hopefully he'll get better. I mean, he he needs to go on the Bryson diet. He needs a he needs a bulk up and swing harder. And, and I think he might win a little more on the tour. Yeah, he does. He does kind of look like he needs some ensure. He needs to lift some weights and, and drink some and drink some protein shakes. He really does. Yeah, he should go train with Bryson for a couple months. Oh God, I, I can you can you imagine that many calories for Matthew Fitzpatrick? <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine Matthew Fitzpatrick a little uh, a little ver- a bigger version of uh, a smaller version of uh, Bryson DeChambeau. That'd be kind of interesting. Can you, can you see Can you see Matthew Fitzpatrick showing up for his first day in 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 the uh, at Northwestern, and they and they and they and they, uh, they they you know he goes to the to the school cafeteria and they're like what do you what you know you know what do you want you know. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheap, cheap. <laughs> He's like, can I have some? Can I have some cottage cheese, please? Yeah. I mean, it's amazing though, because you think of the good European, you think of good the Italian golfer that was really good, the small kid. You think of uh, Luke Donald, who's another kid, he never won majors, but was top in the world for a while. You know, and these smaller guys, they just don't win out there. But I tell you today, Ricky Fowler was pounding that driver today. I've never seen a guy drive the ball. I mean, he was out driving Rory. I he mean, was. Actually, Rory was hitting his well, Rory, three wood a lot of times. Rory was, playing, was hitting three wood a whole lot. 300 yards with a three wood. 177 mile per hour ball swoop speed with a three wood. He's hitting a 300, carrying a 300. Amazing. Well, that's very smart of Rory. He decided to stop trying to emulate uh, Bryson DeChambeau and start trying to emulate Henrik Stenson. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you, I tell you, Rich. Uh, let's go to the CJ Cup now. Yeah. So we, those are two great tournaments, the PGH, PGA Champion, as well as the European Tour this week. Well, so I just want to say before before we get to the tournament, I, I, this was a great week. This was a great week to watch golf. There were you know three Ryder Cuppers in in the. Uh, uh, at the Andalusian Masters and 17 at the CJ, there were only I think only uh, only four guys who didn't play this weekend: Lee Westwood, Daniel Berger, Patrick Cantlay, and Bryson DeChambeau. Only four, and pretty much everybody who's in position on the on the Presidents Cup team played the CJ as well. Another good, I, what a good week! Some good, some studly guys. Another great week by Sam Burns. I mean, it's amazing. What a good week! So let's turn over and look at the the. Look at the uh, PGA Tour. First of all, I don't know about you, but I just want to say, you know, Rory, what a good guy. I mean, you know, after the emotional week of the Ryder Cup and him really wearing his emotions on his sleeve and letting sleeves and letting people know how he feels, it's amazing. But I just want to say congratulations to Rory. I mean, it's amazing. I, there's a statistic that was mentioned today. It's, he's a 39th man in history uh, on tour to have won 20 times. And since 1960, only six players Rich have won twenty times, and I know you know all of them, so you can tell the people what, who the, who those players are. Um, Billy Hurley, <laughs> Rich, <laughs> John Daly, great... Beef Johnson. <laughs> it's not a great statistic. Since nineteen sixty, only six men men have won twenty times. Wow! I so... I, I liked it that that Rory is only thirty two years old, and the number of people who have won that many times before their thirty second birthday. Now that's truly elite. Those those that's are only the greatest elite. golfers of all time. I mean, who's the only one who's won before that? Tiger and and Jack. Tiger, Jack, and uh, Tiger, Jack. I think Arnold Palmer, 
and then mostly old guys. You know, guys guys when the tournaments weren't you know as as tightly you know the Ben Hogans and things like yeah. that. Yeah, but, I mean, but but those six players: Rich Palmer, Billy Casper, um, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, oh. Phil Mickelson, Rory McIlroy. Yeah. Those are the six guys. Isn't that amazing? Uh, absolutely amazing. So congrats to Rory. I mean, what a great win. And, and he's you know, always a great champion. And then when he was interviewed by Kira Dixon after the tournament, he doubled down. She asked him about the Ryder Cup. It was a very fair question, and he didn't duck it. He didn't say, well, you know, that's in the past. He said, you know, uh, that's the most important. Once again, he said, that's the most important thing to me. I get more emotional about that than I do about these individual tournaments. He basically doubled down without using, you know, the, uh, the S-bomb like he did, you know, on Sky Sports or on the BBC. Uh, so I, I, you know, he didn't duck away from the question and, you know, you can tell that his emotions are, are, are real about the cup. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. What a good dude, man. He's a good guy. He's one of the all time greats and, and I guess he's, it's 20 wins. So, but you have to stay on, what is it? You have to stay on the tour. How many, how many years do you have to play on the tour before you, uh, Get the, you can win twenty times, but then there's also a, a number of years, right? How does that work? Do I, I, I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. uh, he's, he's been on the tour long enough. He's got a lifetime yeah. membership. There aren't a lot. There aren't a lot of guys active who have lifetime membership. It's Tiger. Davis Love has it, right? Tiger, Phil, Davis Love, VJ Singh is technically still active. Uh, Dustin Johnson and now Rory. And, and with that lifetime, with the lifetime, you can play anytime you want, right? I mean, you can play. You have lifetime extension in any tour, any uh, non-invitational tournament. Is that what it is? I think no. so. I think you can play when you're 99. Wow, that's cool, man. I hope VJ and Davis and everyone comes out when they turn like 85 and play in a tournament. <laughs> That'd be great, right? <laughs> uh, it'd be funny. VJ comes out and they immediately suspend him for for illegal substances for using yeah. his deer antler spray. <laughs> I love it. But Rich, what would you love? I mean. Hey, I want to say I want to say one other thing. I want to say one other thing. You know, we're, we're here. We're up here in Oregon, and uh, Casey Martin, who's the golf coach at Oregon, had his leg amputated this week. Oh, he did. Oh um, no! And uh, I want to wish uh, a happy recovery to 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 you know a, a good recovery to Casey Martin, a good dude, played college golf at Stanford, immensely talented, and he has leg calf perthes disease, which which is you know essentially you know, ruin the circulation in his legs and, uh, um, yeah, but, you know. Oh, man, hats off to Casey Martin. What a good dude. I mean, yeah, wow, hats off to him. But he's, I'm sure he's still going to captain that, uh, coach that team. And... He is. He's, he's, someone else is, is, is doing, is going to do the work for him until he's, until he's back, you know, ready again. He's a great coach. And yeah. so, so, yeah, we did, you mentioned before, I mean, I, I, it, it really is a stark contrast between Valderrama, which is such a tough, tough technical course, and a course like, uh, was it Shadow Creek, that, that you know, was, you know, Robert Strebs, Ro Summit Club, sorry, Robert Strebs shoots 61, you know, there's 61s and 62s and 63s all over the place. It's just, you know, the courses for these guys shouldn't be so easy. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's too easy. I mean, when these tournaments get 24 under, I think the tour needs to maybe make the pin placements a little harder. You can only lengthen it so much, maybe grow the rough up. You got to make it. I don't think any PGA Tour tournament should be. I, I think this average score should be about 10, 
10 or ten or less, right? 12, say 12 under and less. I think yeah. that would be great, right? I mean, it's very, that would make it very competitive, and it's not a runaway. Because, you know what, if you shot 18 under today or 15 under for this tournament, you didn't even have, you didn't have a chance. 15 under was tied 38th. Yeah, don't, that's not even, I don't even like seeing tournaments. That's not even fair. You, you know, you come out there and invitational. I think invitational should be a very tough course because they get to play all four rounds. Make it very difficult for people, right? Yeah. Hudson Swafford shoots four rounds in the 60s and finishes tied 32nd. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's terrible. Not good at all. So. Well, let's, let's, let's kind of go from, from the bottom up. Hey, I'm looking at the Braves game right now, Rich. One second. Look at the Braves game, and Trey Young is sitting in this. He looks like sitting in a box with his girlfriend. He looks like a rapper. I, 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 he looks like, uh, what's that guy's name? Little Wayne. Really, he's, Trey? He's sitting in the. I mean, it's not dark out. It's in the middle of the, at night in Atlanta. Not in the middle of the night, but it's at nighttime. He's sitting there with shades on and a hoodie. He really looks like Little Wayne. He needs, to, he, he needs to keep the hoodie on to, to cover up that hair of his. Mm. I don't know why his head's cold. Uh, it shouldn't, should, should, shouldn't be in Atlanta. They had a big walk-off win last night. I know. What a game last night. This what guy, a, Peters, had a bomb tonight. What a game. And, uh, what a game. And the Astros and the Red Sox are tied. They'll play game three tomorrow. Well, let's, let's, talk, about, let's talk about the CJ. So, uh, Rory McIlroy, 68-67. And then he had that great pairing with Abraham Answer, where, where Rory goes 62 on Saturday, and Abraham Answer, I think, shot 63. Wow. And, and then 66 today to, uh, to win at 25 under par. What a fantastic performance by Rory McIlroy. Well, I'll tell you what, Rich. If he continues to hit his – if he continues to putt well, if he continues to hit his mid to low irons like he does – and of course, if he drives it like a man, he's going to be tough to beat this 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 year. It was his putting, though, Stacy. His putting has been so you know erratic. Apparently, he, he went back to work with Brad Faxon, leads the leads the uh, event in strokes game putting, and then it's kind of easy for Rory because he he strikes the ball so well. He yep. didn't he didn't take out his driver a lot. He kept it in the fairway, and you know nobody hits those high uh, you know mid iron shots like Rory McIlroy. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, yeah, what a great, what a great, uh, what a great week for him. And it's just nice that he played well because we are always rooting for Rory. Second place is Colin Morikawa. He's a he's a member there. Uh, did not play that well on Thursday and Friday. Shot seventy on Friday and was way out of contention. But then goes sixty five, sixty two to finish twenty four hour under par and eagles eighteen to give himself a fighting shot. Fighting shot! What a great eagle on the, on, on uh, eighteen. But I tell you what, Rich, these guys, this Summit Club, this is a beautiful place. I mean, it, Ricky Fowler's a member there. Colomar Kala, um, Daniel King, and of course Mary Manila. He could buy the whole. I mean, he could buy the entire club. You know, with his dad's money, with his inheritance, he could probably buy that entire club. So Maverick McNeely is kind of the Bruce Wayne of the, of the PGA Tour. Yeah, was he even invited to play this tournament? Did he even play? The, he was yeah, there. He was he there. Played, yeah, he was there. Did he play well? He didn't play well, huh? I, I thought he played pretty. I think he's middle of the pack. Let's let's take a look for for old Maverick. Uh, tied thirty eighth, another fifteen under. Another fifteen under thirty eight. Yeah. So Ricky Fowler, uh, Ricky Fowler probably. I, I'm sure he listens to our podcast, Stacey. We kind of we told we told everybody how much we love Ricky Fowler. We also kind of made fun of him last week. I made fun of him. Yeah. And, and uh, maybe we gave him some bulletin board information because, you know, he was not great today. 
but he was fantastic, you know, for the week. Finishes yeah. tied third. He's probably now not going to have to worry about, you know, making the FedEx Cup playoffs next year and can just concentrate on his golf. But the thing that, that impressed me the most is how straight he was. Long yeah. and straight off the tee. He was really long and straight on some of those drives. I mean, on those holes, he was long today. Driving the three forty six, little wedge to the green. If he can continue to drive it straight and long, and his putting becomes, he's always been a good putter, and he's always been a good iron player. I think Ricky Fowler is going to have a great season. So hopefully, he'll play well with CJ Cup next week, uh, this upcoming week, and hopefully, he'll be able to play more, get a little rest, and come back and ready to play when the tour really gets up and running. So. Keith Mitchell, Keith Mitchell, who uh, Rory's a fan of Keith Mitchell's game. Keith Mitchell tied uh, Ricky Fowler for third uh, with a 67 today. Yeah, I mean, what a good comeback for Keith Mitchell because, you know, he was leading and then he was shot. He wasn't very good yesterday, I think, but today he was pretty darn he good. He came so. back, yeah. He had a, he had a what, four, four or five shot lead on, on Saturday and, and yep. gave it up with a 73. Tied fifth, Taylor Gooch, Aaron Wise for, for his coach, Casey Martin. Sam Burns continues to play great. And every time I watch Adam Scott, I, you know, Adam Scott finished tied fifth. Adam Scott misses more five-foot cuts than anybody else I've ever seen. Yeah, it's amazing. Is I don't he, get it. It's he, an anchoring, man. He can't anchor the, uh, the putter. I think that really hurts him. If he was a mediocre putter, he'd win so many more events, even though, you know, Adam's in his 40s now. He still strikes the ball beautifully. He strikes the ball beautifully, and it is amazing. He just can't. I mean, you would think a guy like him would have a putting coach, right? You would think. Or you think he tries so many different things. I, 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 just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, tied ninth at 20 under par. Uh, Sunjay M uh, coming off his win last week. Gary Woodland. Uh, Harry Higgs from SMU. Cameron Smith, who always seems to be up there. And Robert Streb, who shot 61 on, on, uh, on Thursday. So, so if 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 you uh, worked for Webster's Dictionary and had to create a new word as a verb to streb, what what does it mean to streb as a verb? Uh, to streb is mean to streb. Uh, if you had to make up a word, what does the word streb mean as a verb? It's a verb. I mean, streb with sounds like a sounds like a weird verb. I think. I, can I tell you what I think it means? What would, what would it be? I think to streb means performing a task with uh, with the wrong tool because the primary tool has become broken. So, in other words, uh, George had to uh, had to uh, hammer in a nail with his screwdriver because the head of the hammer broke off. And that's that's uh, because remember Robert Streb's uh, putter broke and he had to and he had, and he was in a playoff putting with a driver. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> So I might put that as a poll. I might have a couple choices as a poll. Is what does it mean to streb? Yeah. Maybe uncapped or something. I don't know. <laughs> I thought the other one I had was to uh, to start, because he shot a 61 on uh, on Thursday, said to start a task with great enthusiasm and success only to fail later in the endeavor. Yeah, I love it. The 19-under par is tied 14th, included Webb Simpson, uh, Abraham Answer and uh, Emiliano Grio, who shot 61 today. The 18-unders, a bunch of our Ryder Cuppers, Xander Schauffele, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Victor Hovland, Ian Poulter, Ty Hatton. In fact, uh, six Ryder Cuppers, three Americans and three Brits, or three Europeans, each shoot uh, uh, tied 18th at 18-under awesome. par. 
I mean, it's, it's, it just says these best these, these invitational, the best players, I tell you. Sergio Garcia and, and Paul Casey were at 17 under par. Uh, let's see. Scotty Scheffler, Brooks Kepka, Tommy Fleetwood at 15. Tony Finau and Dustin Johnson at 14. Shane Lowry at 12. Uh, uh, let's see. Our, I know Harris English withdrew from the tournament. I don't know what was going on with Harris, but he withdrew. So, great week on the PGA Tour. Great win for Rory McIlroy. And, and you have to think that, that, if, that if he plays with this mindset within himself, he's going to contend at majors, hopefully at the Masters, where you know, he needs to complete that, that career grand slam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this might be the year for him to get it, right? Uh, absolutely. I mean, maybe this year we'll have two. I mean, I'd like to see history. Maybe this year we'll have two guys get it. Maybe we'll have... Uh, Jordan? Rory and Jordan, yeah. yeah Jordan we'll at the PGA. Jordan at the PGA yeah. and, and Rory at the Masters. That's a great. I'm looking for history to be uh, more history this year. And maybe Tiger will come back and win a tournament. And hell, maybe Phil can win the U.S. Open. Well, we'll see. Yeah, Phil, shoot. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Absolutely. Maybe Tom Watson could come back and win the PGA. No. Yeah, maybe Tom could come back. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost of Arnold Palmer, too. Yeah, the ghost. <laughs> Maybe Arnold Palmer could inhabit Sam Saunders' body and he wins the PC, PGA. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about captainships, you know, for the next, for the next 20 minutes or so. And uh, so, for, you know, first of all, coming up at the President's Cup at Quail Hollow, it's going to be Trevor Immelman, which makes sense for the, for, the, for the internationals. He's a guy who won a major, had a good, maybe not great career, but a good career, won a major, and played in a lot of Presidents Cups, and then for the for the U.S. team, it's Davis Love, and and that you know maybe not, nothing against Davis Love, but that doesn't really make much sense to us, does it? It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. If you have guys like Field, that's going to be a captain. Uh, you know, Zach Johnson. Those guys should probably be at the helm of that, getting ready for the next couple of years, because you know Field's probably going to. Who, who knows going to be the captain in Paris? I mean, I'm sorry, Rome, and who know, and, and you would assume Phil's going to be the captain when they go to Beth Page, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a North Carolina thing, Stacy, because Davis loves from North Carolina. Yeah, but, maybe, right? But still, I, you know, he's he's been captain twice of the Ryder Cup team. Uh, it just it just it just doesn't make sense. It's almost like you know you know how when you have a professional organization like uh, you know I'm a member of the various neurosurgical professional organizations. You become president of the organization after you've been vice president and secretary and treasurer. You, you work up the line. And nobody's president of the ANS, you know, our one organization, and, and then, you know, four years later is president of the other organization. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't think it's a good idea. I think we got to get... We got to groom these other these younger guys to take over. Phil well, and Tiger, these guys need to be captains. Well, the... This, when do we decide who's going to be the captain in uh, Rome? When, well, when are I think, they going to make that decision? I, I, I think neither, neither one's for certain. I think on the U.S. side, the guy they're grooming is clearly Zach Johnson. He's now been vice yeah. captain twice in a row after playing um, uh, after playing five times. He's a five-time Ryder Cupper, two majors, five Ryder Cup appearances, and he's been vice captain twice in a row. I, I, I think it's either going to be, be the captain maybe in Rome. It's either going to be Stricker again or Zach Johnson. 
and, my god, and, I can't believe they released Stricker. I, I would rather go with Zach Johnson. He would be the best choice. He would be a good choice. And then, and then on the European side, you know, if it's not Lee Westwood, I don't know who it would be. Yeah, Miguel and Jimenez. That, that's really that's really it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You know, so the other the other one would be Westwood. would be Martin Keimer. I mean, you know, but it just seems Martin Keimer's. You know, he's younger and his career's not really over yet. Yeah. I think they're going to wait on Kaim. I think it'll probably be, you know, Sergio Garcia. Oh, no, I'm just trying. <laughs> <laughs> it'll probably be Westwood, don't you think? I think it'll be Westwood. I mean, in terms of Italians, I don't think it's Molinari. I don't think, I, I would hope Molinari, you know, gets his game back to where he can play in the tournament. Yeah. Um, Eduardo Molinari was only in one Ryder Cup, so it's not going to be him. You know, it's not like, you know, Constantino Rocco was in three, but he's not going to be a Ryder Cup captain. Ryder, he's, no. He's too old. And he's too old now, yeah. That's the thing. I, so. th- I think it's either Lee Westwood or Luke Donald. I guess Luke Donald would be the wild card. Luke Donald was in four four Ryder Cups. Uh, everybody likes him. He was a world number one. Yeah. And his career is kind of over as a competitive golfer. I think so. I think it's pretty much over. I mean, he plays a handful of tours, a handful of uh, tournaments, and that's about it, right? And then uh, the other one, the other one who could be considered, but again, I think he's he's there's a little time is Graham McDowell. Four Ryder Cups, won a major, great guy. He'll be a Ryder Cup captain. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, he'll definitely be a Ryder Cup captain. So I think they're set for a number of years, right? I mean, Lee Westwood, Martin Keimer, Luke Donald. Um, you know, they're they're pretty much set. I mean, you got Graham Sergio McDowell Garcia, and Paul Casey, and then Paul Sergio. Casey. And Sergio. I mean, they're set for years. They just need to find some better players. Yeah. Uh, now on the U.S. side, I mean, the U.S. side is set as long as it wants to be set. I, I you know, the, the very best players have often gotten two Ryder Cup captainships, so they could easily justify Phil and Tiger getting two Ryder. I mean, if Davis Love um, got two Ryder Cup captainships and a Presidents Cup captainship, Davis Love won one major. He was an excellent player, but he was not a transcendent player. Yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't get it, Rich. I just think we got to, I mean, I, I guess they know what they're doing, I mean, with the captains, but I don't think it makes too much of a difference because our players are just so darn good recently, you know? So so that, that kind of brings up the question, you know, is the captainship an honorary position that you should get on the basis of career success? Is Or is the captainship a strategic uh, position that you should give to the person who's going to motivate uh, your team to success or alternatively is so smart and such a great leader of men that they are going to uh, you know do a better job than you know just some random mook who was good at golf yeah you know that's a great question you bring up and I made some notes you know I think you have to have players. I think the minimum a player should have a minimum of six wins. They should have maybe one major, maybe a players, a playoff, or even one of a big invitational win, right? And maybe some wins overseas. And I think they need to have people based on performance because it gives all the younger players like Jordan and Justin and all the young players coming up a goal, right? And I think that's a good goal. You got to win on a tour. You win five to six times. You win a major, an invitational, the players. And playoffs, you have an opportunity to do it. So I think there needs to be some target for all the players. You know, it. it I, you you know how much I love Steve Stricker. 
And I told you, I wore a hat for years because I thought, I thought a hat made Steve Stricker look so good and so young until he took his hat off and I realized he had no hair anymore. But, but I love Steve Stricker. But, I, you know, giving him the captainship because he's a good guy and he lived in Wisconsin, it, when, when so many other guys have been passed over, it just doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't seem right. It, it doesn't seem right. I mean, and, and Rich, it, it doesn't seem right for a lot of reasons. He never won a major. He never won the players. Did he ever win a playoff event? Uh, I think he might have won a playoff event. I'm not sure. And did he, wear, he win any invitationals? He won the Palmer. He won Jack's tournament. Well, I'm going to look this up. And, and then how many times? He won over 10 times on the tour, right? Or no? I thought he won like eight times on tour. Okay. So I guess that's one credit. And he's a good guy and he won eight times is what they probably looked for. But I'm telling you, I mean, what makes a guy like Justin Leonard not get, get a captain, be a captain, but Steve Stricker gets a captain? I don't understand that. What about David Toms? What uh, about Lee Jansen? Steve Stricker you won know? two playoff events. He won the Mercedes-Benz in 08 and the Crown Plaza in 09. Oh, okay, Crown Plaza. Um, he, he won the Memorial Tournament, and, okay, he won, and, he, and he won the Tournament of Champions and a, and a match play. So he, okay, he had so some he big was, wins. Yeah, so he's had some big wins. Some big wins, okay. but never a major and never the players. Never, but those are big wins. I mean, those types of invitationals are big wins. So maybe that's why he got it, and he's a good guy. But so, I, I think another criteria should be, you know, you mentioned Lee Jansen. I think somebody should have played in at least three Ryder Cups. Stricker did play in three Ryder Cups. Lee Jansen only played in two. But let's look at Freddie Couples. Freddie Couples was beloved. No, what player has been loved more by fans and his fellow and his fellow competitors more than Freddie? He was in five Ryder Cups, won a major, was the was three time Presidents Cup, you know, uh, captain, but never got the Ryder Cup, even though which is interesting, even though he was a perpetual vice captain. Yeah, that's interesting. He never got. He never got. And now I don't understand that. Hale Irwin. Hale, Hale Irwin won the U.S. Open three times. Was in the Ryder Cup five times with a thirteen-five and two record. Got one Presidents Cup captainship and never sniffed the Ryder Cup. I think. I think we should have a show individually about Hale Irwin, and Hale Irwin. I think so. Did Larry Nelson ever win? Uh, Larry Nelson ever Ryder Cup captain? Nope, and not not only did Larry Nelson go five and zero in the Ryder Cup, he was in three of them. But he's a U.S. Army veteran or a military yeah. veteran. Andy North was never Ryder Cup captain, or was he? No, but Andy North was different. Andy North won two U.S. Opens, but was never a great player. He was never yeah. a transcendent player. But Marco Mira and Mark Kalkovecchia both won majors. Calc had four, and Omira five. And again, those are guys who people liked. But you know. I, I think you're right. I think for the U.S., there really ought to be, you know, three Ryder Cups, at least ten wins worldwide with a couple yep. of good wins, you know, and yep. should be a major. If they haven't won a major, there has to be something special. Like Matt Kuchar, I think, might be a Ryder Cup captain one time. He's never going to win a major. He's going to be like the Steve Stricker of them all. Guys he like is, but, him. But Kuchar wanted players, at least. I mean, if I was a player... If I'm a young player, Justin Thomas, you know, Jordan Speed, I would really want to say, hey, I've played all these teams. I think there needs to be something in place, like a target for people to hit, to know that, you know, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, but why, a Ryder Cup, is, a President's Cup are very important things to a lot of those players. So why not have some criteria for those players to achieve that goal? Yeah. 
I think I think it's I think it's three. It should be three Ryder Cups, one major, or if not one major, at least two. You know, WGCs or playoffs or or the Players Championship and ten wins worldwide. Yeah, I think they should set the bar. Like, I mean. Yeah, they need to have some criteria, and it needs to be written, and it needs to be, you know, out there for players to achieve. If you achieve these things, then the possibility of being a coach, uh, or being a leader of the Presidents Cup, or captain of the Presidents Cup, or the Ryder Cup, here you go. This is what this is the target. Oh yeah, and, and, and don't steal computers or cheat. And don't steal. Let's have to read. Let's see. He's never getting on that list. I mean, think about it. Justin Leonard, David Toms, David Duvall, Lee Jansen, John Daly. Larry Nelson, right? Yeah. Did Johnny Miller was Johnny Miller ever a captain? Yes, Johnny Miller got it. He, uh, Hubert Green? Nope, no Hubert Green. No Andy Nor Curtis Strange, yes, right? Yes, Curtis Strange, yes. Fred Couples, no. And, Irwin, and it's no. not that you and and you know being a great player doesn't make you a great captain. Who who have been the two most complained about captains on either side in the last twenty years? Tom Watson. Tom Watson, who who is probably you know one of the top. You know, ten you know, American golfers of all time, and the nicest man, and the nicest man, and but who on the European side is basically considered the worst captain of the last twenty years? It's Nick Faldo. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Heavy. He was he was supposedly heavy-handed, and uh, and you know didn't listen, unlike you know the guys like Thomas Bjorn and Paul McGinley, who you know maybe th think of this as more of an honor rather than a right, and and take the job more seriously. I don't know, but Faldo was was. You know, had a, so much criticism as captain. Yeah, I know. I, I, this is an interesting topic. I mean, and Rich, I think we need to do one. If you look at the players that have won, I mean, I think these guys like Kepka, I think guys like Bubba Watson, I think those Patrick Reed, those guys are going to be like the Duvalls and the Toms and the Jansons and the Justin Leonard's of the world, I think. I don't think those guys might get might get they might not be captains. I was going to ask you about Bubba. Bubba has been on four Ryder Cup teams and won two majors, but you know, to me, he seemed largely disinterested. And until he was so psyched up about the Solheim Cup this year, I didn't think he had any interest whatsoever in international golf. I think golf that's tournament. why he did it. I think he wanted to see, let people know he's so interested in it. Maybe he did the Solheim Cup like that, so one day he'll be a captain. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just, it just, you know, you, you look at, uh, here's a guy, Hal Sutton, good golfer, he won a major, yep. uh, but, you know, why did Hal Sutton get a captainship? He was a terrible captain, by the way, but he was yeah, one he of our... Yeah, he picked the ugliest, ugliest uniforms. Ugliest uniforms and made Tiger and Phil play together, but yeah, why would be. Hal Sutton get a captainship over Hale Irwin? I don't... I, I, and Hale Irwin was a much better winner, right? Much, I mean, won a lot more... And yeah. Hale Irwin was consistent. Hal Sutton was one of those guys who came, you know, was a phenom and then had a down period and then you know, had kind of a career renaissance late in his career. Um, so it's something to track. I mean, I, I do think Zach Johnson could, uh, will, and, and should be the next U.S. Ryder Cup captain. Um, I mean, I think we, uh, this is, maybe we should try to get someone on from the PGA about uh, Ryder Cup, you know, who makes these decisions and see... Like you know, because there's no criteria right now, right? I mean, I, or, or is it unspoken? I think it's unspoken, Stacey, and I think I think some of it's a popularity contest. I think people just liked Steve Stricker so much that they yeah. ticketed him for Wisconsin. And again, I like Steve Stricker so much, but I think it 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 is disrespectful to some of these other guys who who have been bypassed before. I think so. 
I mean, hell, Rich, with that with that team, you and I could have, uh, you know, you and I could have put that those teams, those pairings together, and they would have beat the Europeans. Our pairings might have drummed the Europeans worse than uh, his did. You know, I, I had a teacher who used to th- who used to talk about the sponge score and the monkey score in a test. The monkey score was it was it was the score you would get if you were a monkey just randomly putting things down. <laughs> I think a monkey could have could have selected the pairings and and they still would have won. You know. I think so. Yeah. I mean, hell, we could have got a two-year-old to pull them out of the. I mean, you could pull them out of the hat and pair them together. I think we would have still won. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you. I mean, it's very interesting, though. I mean, when you think about the Ryder Cup, because you and I are deep into this now. I mean, we're really into it. And it's when you start to look at history and you start to look at what's happened, it makes no sense. Some of the decisions, right? who was a captain who wasn't a captain and I bet all those players is probably mind-boggling that guys like Justin Leonard or David Toms who won a fair amount of times on the PGA Tour right absolutely and, and David Duvall he I mean David Duvall is one of the best players in the world well at least at least in David Duvall's case he only played two Ryder Cups so yeah. uh, you know I can see that but but he won a major but he won a major I think that I think that makes up for a right plan to Ryder Cup. You win a major. I think so. I really do. Well, we'll see. I, you know, I would think that the announcement would come reasonably soon. They they usually make these announcements about a year and a half before the tournament. Yeah. So uh, we should we should hear we should hear before too long. I, I'm I'm thinking it's going to be Zach Johnson. Maybe I'll put a poll out on that on our on our Twitter page uh, yeah. at Ryder Cup Podcast or Ticker to Ryder. Um, as to who the next U.S. and European captains are going to be. Will be. Well, I know what. I'm just looking forward to going to Rome, man. I just, uh, oh God, I wish I could go to. I wish it was next week. I would definitely want to go there. You rather be in, you rather you're going to Rome than Denver? I would rather be in Rome than Denver for sure. Oh my God! All right, but well, what a, go ahead. No, no. What, uh, yeah, what a great weekend of golf, week of golf. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some early golf in Japan so at the CJ at the uh, Sozo. So what a great week! Congrats to all the great champions: Lee Jansen, Matthew Fitzpatrick, and of course Rory McIlroy and Ricky Fowler. I'm glad you're playing better, buddy. All right. Well, everybody, have a wonderful week, and we will be back with you next week to recap the Zozo and. I think next week maybe we'll talk about young European golfers, the the, the future yeah. of the European golfers. Uh, Sebastian Soderberg, the Coastal so, Carolina player, that's probably gonna go to go on to great things on a European tour. We'll see. Rasmus Hoygaard. Rasmus Hoygaard. So Matthew Fitzpatrick already seven times winner on the uh, on the European tour. Will he become? Will he be a Ryder Cup captain one day? Uh, I think he has to win a big tournament. I mean, a big yeah, tournament a over big a big worldwide tournament. Terrell Hatton? He uh, won he's Palmer. won the Memorial. Uh, or no, he won Arnold Palmer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he would be fun. Hatton would be fun. They got, they got some work to do, though. There's a yeah. lot of Europeans. I mean, Sergio can be captain twice. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rory can be captain twice. You know, they, they're, they're pretty set for a while. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, right. I know you're off to dinner. We'll have a good dinner tonight. All right, have and, a, uh, you have a safe trip in the morning, and I, we'll, t- we'll yeah. talk to everybody next week. Yeah, talk to everyone next week.